Welcome to season five of the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, best-selling author and international speaker, Michael Sherlock. The Shock Your Potential podcast is dedicated to entrepreneurs looking to up their game, increase their income, and to scale their businesses to new heights. Shock Your Potential is a professional services company providing affordable services to small businesses, matching entrepreneurs with virtual assistants, and offering specialized leadership and sales training to companies around the world. Learn more today at shockyourpotential.com and listen in now to another exceptional episode that will help you to shock your potential. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. And all month long, we are talking to some incredibly fabulous and fierce female entrepreneurs. Why? Because I want to, and I love learning from them. So this month, uh, we are learning, I think, not only things about growing our businesses, but really about ourselves and what it takes to be a fearless entrepreneur. All right, males, you can be a part of this too. You can still listen, but we really want to uh, take some time to recognize how females really are driving in this kind of niche and learning to do so by embracing who they are. So Nicole Leno is a startup founder of a company called Hilo CRM. She's a brand strategist, a peak performance coach, a Reiki master and teacher, and the host of her own podcast called The Limitless Entrepreneur. Now, like many of us, she spent uh, quite a few years in corporate America, and she was fortunate enough to be at a Fortune 100 company. But you know, eventually there was the calling of entrepreneurship and she said, I got to go follow that. Now she calls herself this, a type A hippie, which she calls a free spirit who can also grow a business and meet a deadline. So it's like the best of all the worlds. And she has found that to be truly successful in business, you have to be both strategic, like we talked about, but also spiritual. And she combines proven marketing strategy with brain-based science and her experience as a rapid manifest manifestation method practitioner helps her and her clients overcome things that we talk about a lot, like limiting beliefs and how to use those, uh, you know, those, those steps you take to develop authentic brands and in the long-term achieve massive success. And as we know, that's what we're here to learn as well. Nicole, thank you so much for being with you with us today. I can't wait to learn from you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. And I'll just say just on a completely random side with this is that um, years ago, I had not even heard about Reiki. And I think, gosh, I'm probably in my late twenties. And one of my girlfriends from college, I went to visit her and she had just become a Reiki teacher and a Reiki healer, I guess, not a teacher yet. And it was, so she did a session on me. It was so incredibly, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It was very, very emotional. And um, since then, I've just been fascinated by this. So I hope as we go along, we learn a little bit more about that, which I think we may, but so I had some of the highlights, though, of your bio and your background. Tell us a little bit more about you, your businesses, and how you help people to shock their potential. 
Yeah. So again, thank you for having me here. And so a little bit about me. I am, I, I, I grew up being an actor. That was like my dream. That was, that was what I felt was my calling. And, and, and then, you know, as actors do, sometimes we run out of money and we have to get a real job. So I was temping <laughs> on wall street and then got offered a position there after being there for a little bit, after my contract ran out, they were like, why don't you stay? And I got really into the comfort of having a paycheck and was really just, it was what I desired at the time. Now, looking back on it, it was like, I desired some security. So I went with it. And then when I didn't desire it anymore, I didn't listen to that for a long time. And then I said, I do not desire this anymore. I don't feel connected to this. I feel like there's something more. And I left, um, you know, that doesn't make it sound very easy, but what, what the big thing for me is it has always been about an entrepreneurship is those two things. Like I see that as the beginning of my life mm -hmm. and then moving into entrepreneurship is sort of like grad school. It's sort of like, it's like, okay, now how do we put these things together? How do we take it to a new level? How can you be creative and strategic? How can you use all of your gifts and not just some and not just disavowing a portion of yourself because it doesn't fit in with where you currently are? You make where you are and you decide how you fit into this world. And that's been the journey now. So being a coach, it, it intuitively kind of organically evolved and what I do now, I have no doubt, is exactly where I'm meant to be. And every step I take into expansion of that is about being more allowing, being more in tune, being more in alignment with who I truly am. And that's all of those things. You know, it's interesting that now that I've been doing these interviews for January and all women and all women with really powerful messages, there's until you said that, I hadn't really realized how much of a common theme that has been about embracing what makes you you and really leaning into the power of being you and not letting those pieces sit on the side as if they have to be separate from your work or from your business or from other parts of your life. Just like your business doesn't always have to be separate from your personal life. You just can't have one take over the other. You have to find the way to find the synergy without everything. Yeah, no, it, 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 you're absolutely right. And I think that I work with both men and women, but with men, what I see is it's much more about when they're not fully in their potential. It's about there's there's a trauma, there's a relationship, there's something that is causing them to either play small or or not fully step into their next level. But with women, there are far more layers typically. There's and to me that I, I use a modality called human design to help give us that map, which is really, really interesting and beautiful. But they're, they're out of alignment, misaligned women, really, it comes from, it's so much of the shoulds. There's so much more conditioning in the places of what was acceptable, what's not, what was acceptable. Think about the evolution of women over the last several decades, oh, so yeah. much change. So you have your grandmother's conditioning of what she thought was right. And then your mother's conditioning of what she thought was right. And then your own, and now we're into new generations and new generations where where all of that's compounded and the, the journey for me, at least, and for so many of my clients is about what is me without mm. everybody else's stuff. I, I don't think, and I don't want to make it like men don't have these problems, but I, I think they have a different flavor of it. They have a different yeah. brand of it and a different intensity of it, depending on your upbringing. But yeah. for the most part, men weren't told 
who they needed to be, it was like, oh, that's just him. But girls, we were our our way of naturally being wasn't near wasn't as acceptable. We're whiny. We're too much. Where <laughs> who does she think she is? What's acceptable for them wasn't always acceptable for us. A man yeah. is assertive. A woman is a bitch. Um, right. You know. Right. And yeah. So there, there's a lot more conditioning on top of that. So I think I, to me, I feel like that's a lot of the work that I do with women. That's that differs from the work that I do with men. I love how you describe it. And as you were talking, I wrote down the shoulds, you know, the shoulds, mm-hmm. you should do this, or I should do that. And it just, it brought up something that I thought was really interesting because even when I was in corporate America, if I wasn't traveling, I was very often in my home office rather than a corporate office because I managed, you know, across the nation and I was always traveling to my sales teams. But whenever I was home or from the times that I've owned businesses and worked from home, there's always been this this back of the head thing like you should also have dinner on the table every night Mm -hmm. because you're at home. And it was interesting to me to recognize that during the pandemic, when my husband was also working from home, is that we just naturally, uh, one would just take over at different times based on whose schedule allowed them to plan dinner. We didn't even talk about it. It just happened. And I'll tell you, since he's gone back to his office, it has been so much of a blessing off my shoulders to not feel like, like tonight, I got home at midnight last night from traveling to seeing our grandkids. And I've been going all day long. The old me would say, you should still have dinner on the table. And the new me is like, I don't care. We can go out or he can cook dinner, whatever, but (laughs) I'm going to be in my pajamas at four (laughs) o'clock. No, and that's that's the truth. That's the truth. You know, there's, it's, what do we feel our role is? Who do we believe we are? And Mm -hmm. you're going to, we think it's the world putting these pressures and responsibilities on us, but, but it's us, it's, we are the ones who accept them. We are the ones when, if you don't like something, one of the first questions I tell everybody to ask is how am I creating this? (laughs) How am I allowing this to, to come into my experience? How am I attracting this? Mm-hmm. And I know that that can sound really woo, but, but, you know, cause from an energetic perspective, we are attracting, but let me dial it back and give you and ground it in something very real. Yeah. Um, something as dumb as, um, you know, you might have just a choice that you can make a simple choice, but a lot of times for women, it's when it comes to housework, when it comes to, um, when it comes to kids, I have a four-year-old. So when, when my son was home and it was COVID, I felt really overwhelmed and I was frustrated and I was angry and things were not going well, or I mean, things were going fine, but I was keeping up with my business, but I was stressed out and I was overworked and I was burnt out. And I got really, and when I dug into if so when I sat there and I said, how am I creating this now? I could have said, well, it's COVID. I'm not right. creating anything. It's the world. Right. There's no childcare. But instead right. I said, how am I creating this? How is, how am I attracting this? Well, I'm not asking for help. Am I, I'm, I'm making up that he won't help, that he doesn't have time, that his job is right. more important than my business, that all of these things. And when I detached from the emotions around it, and I just had a conversation with him and I was like, I need some help. Yeah. You know, maybe we can look at our schedules and we can, and he was like, sure. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, I why didn't I do this, this sooner? <laughs> and sometimes it's the hardest thing for us to do, though, is to realize that we're just one question away from fixing our own problem. Ooh, that's a great line. 
<laughs> that is excellent. <laughs> I'm writing that down. We are just one question away from fixing our issue. That's so good. And it's so true. And sometimes that question is just the question we ask ourselves. Like you're saying is, what am I doing to create this or to attract this? Or what am I not doing that could fix it? The the greatest responsibility. So it can be, it can be the, sometimes it can feel like a really big burden, but it can also be the most freeing thing that, that you'll ever give yourself is realizing that all the answers are within you. That, mm-hmm. that, that if you're asking yourself the right questions, the answers will either come to you or they will appear. And that can be scary at first because it feels like, oh my God, that's so much responsibility. But when you have that responsibility, you also have ability to change things. It's yeah. power. Yeah. That, you know, some, some of us are scared of that power, but that's that's part of the deconditioning process. And that's part of stepping into the next level is being like, I can, I can, I can do whatever I want. Well, I and I it. find I find too, especially since the last couple of years, I've I've interviewed hundreds and hundreds of people who do what you do, who do coaching and and you know business coaching that merges into life coaching because it's all we're all part of you know one messy human being body. But what I love about the more that I learn about you know what you do is this sense of although we all kind of want somebody to tell us what to do. Give me the formula for doing it right. We all know, we all know somewhere that if we do that, we're handing over somebody else's responsibility, meaning that if it doesn't work out, then we also have that excuse, right? Mm -hmm. But then the reason that it doesn't work out is usually because we don't do the work and make the decisions. And so it's, it's takes a lot of responsibility to your point of saying the, the answers are in me. The question is whether or not I'm comfortable enough opening up that part of me and looking at it and then recognizing it and doing something about it. Yeah. The way that I look at it, the analogy I give people all the time is like, if you had a computer from 1999 (laughs) and an operating system from around that same time, and then you get the latest Adobe creative cloud package and you Mm -hmm. load it onto the computer and it's not running and you're like, Adobe, with this crap software, it's like, is it the crap software or is it the fact that your hardware and your operating system are horribly outdated and it's time to upgrade that in order, if you want to step in and you want to use the latest and greatest, you're going to have to step up the hardware and the operating system that you are operating with. That's responsibility. Oh, oh, I like it. I'm like, am I still an Apple IIe? <laughs> the floppy disk? <laughs> No, but that's, that, that is, that is what it comes down to. And it can be, it it doesn't necessarily mean it's a simple process, but it's the most freeing one that you'll go on because I I teach strategy because you do need some strategy, but most people put way too much stock into getting the strategy. Cause here's the thing, Mm -hmm. all the strategies out there, when you're trying to decide which one is the right one, they Mm -hmm. all work. They all work for somebody. It's about finding the ones that are right for you. And it's finding the ones that are going to connect with your audience in the way that feels authentic to you. And that requires you really recognizing what is authentic for you. Yeah. Well, and you, I mean, your, your analogy is perfect because the strategy, when somebody gives it to you, if you haven't updated your hardware is going to have a hard time computing because they just aren't compatible at that moment. It doesn't mean you can't make them compatible, but it's going to take some effort. 
<laughs> you're going to crash and crash and crash. So I see people all reboot. the time. Yep. You see people all the time putting out, just trying to make this particular thing work for them, mm-hmm. but they haven't done the inner work enough to raise their level to be able to operate that strategy. Yeah. That's a real, that's a fantastic analogy. And it makes so much sense, especially, you know, just thinking about rebooting. I mean, the reason you need to reboot is to allow all the systems to kind of shut everything else down and allow the space mm-hmm. for that upgrade to happen. And so when we do that, then it, it goes more smoothly, but you might need to do it a couple of times and then you need to make sure it's working and work out the bugs. And it's just for us, for human beings. Um, but let me ask you one other question before we take a break, because I loved your description about yourself as a type A hippie, hmm. which I think is, you know, it's a beautiful description as well, because to me, it Im- immediately brought up this idea of, you know, just really being creative and flexible and, you know, and looking, um, I'm not going to say looking outside the box because I hate that, but, you know, looking at things from a different set of eyes, but yet knowing then you still have to apply strategy and rules and deadlines to make things effective. How did you come up with that description about yourself? You know, I don't even remember where it came from. I think it was just really me (laughs) knowing myself and just being like, yeah, I'm like a type A hippie. You'll find me, you know, like I, I, I can dig into an Excel spreadsheet and have formulas and all these things going and get super jazzed by that whole thing. But I also have a desk covered in crystals and, you know, you might find me doing like a new moon ceremony of, you know, Mm -hmm. setting new intentions and things like that. I pay attention to, I teach human design, which I feel like is a, is a blend of tactical and mystical. And that's been, and it honestly, I remember getting exposed to Dr. Joe Dispenza and, um, and I don't know if your listeners are, are familiar with him, but Dr. Joe kind of kicked off the whole, um, science meets energy manifestation and how the two work together, how our brain neurologically is, making new connections all the time, neuroplasticity, our ability to change the way that we think and which changes how we attract because we're changing our, we're changing our energy around it. So it was somewhere several years ago where I was like, oh, but I like, I I like it like this. Don't Mm. tell me to get naked in the moonlight. That's probably not where you'll find me. But if you want to dig into like quantum physics and things like that, like that's where, and give me a real process. I love step-by-step. I want to know, I want to see some how in the process. I, I just ordered some, uh, now I can't think of the name of whatever it is, Sakara, some powder, you know, it's to boost your metabolism and everything. Oh, yeah. And I got it. It came with this. I have no idea what kind of wood Palo this is. Santo. Oh, it is? <laughs> I, I think know. so. And then you just light a little bit of it and kind of just like, and, and I did this the other day for the first time. And I was like, oh my God, I just feel wonderful. So sometimes I just pick it up and sniff it. <laughs> It smells sweet, right? A little bit like yeah. sweet wood. Yeah. Palo yeah. Santo. It's, it's, it's for good vibes. So that stuff I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can tell it. you how to sage your house, how to like, you know, I, that, that stuff I'm totally into, but I, I am like also like have an episode just on that. <laughs> <laughs> Cleansing the, the energy. I think that's actually, maybe we'll do that later this year. <laughs> I'm going to put a note on that because that would be really a cool idea. I love it. And I think that is important. And, and you know, we are recognizing this more as not just, uh, uh, you know, some idea of voodoo, but this sense that we do understand energy and the effects of the moon phases. And gosh, the last couple of nights we've had the full moon and I've, it 
didn't even dawn on me why I thought I was losing my mind for a couple of days. And I'm like, oh, that's right. It wasn't just because I was visiting my uh, son and his fiance and my grandkids, although that didn't help, but, uh, <laughs> but also because these things do affect us. And I, so I think it's a great way to, to, to tap into those, those things that really do affect us, but also look at the world with strategy in mind as well. They can, they don't have to be separate. Well, and for the the moon stuff and human design and energy and all of that stuff, it's really about it's pointing to the areas that need to be healed, paying attention and recognizing that we're our triggers are telling us areas that we need to heal within ourselves because they're holding oh, yeah. us back. And then and then it's it's really looking at um, how can you use the energy? How can you how can you tap into this stuff? for empowerment, not disempowerment, not just being like Mercury's in retrograde. And so therefore my life's going to suck until it's over. Like that's, right. but, but the moon energy, it's like, how can I work with this? How can I use this? Or how can I be kind to myself and give myself exactly what my body and my soul is sort of calling out for at this time. Yeah. And so we're not just like, we don't beat ourselves up because we should be working. If, right. if our energy is all over the place and we need to rest, maybe that's what we're being called to do. And we give ourselves permission to do that for that finite period of time. And yep. then you can move on and say, I'm going to be rejuvenated after this. What you mean, nothing has any meaning until we put meaning on it. So absolutely. Oh, that's another great line. You've got a lot of great lines. Nothing has any meaning until we put meaning on it. I can't take credit for that one. A Course in Miracles is, is where I, I, I've, I studied that. And that's uh -huh. a big tenant of that program. Excellent. I've heard of that as well. So well, that'll be more to talk about. I love it. Excellent. Well, Nicole, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be actually talking about miracles during the break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to learn a little bit more about your secret sauce and entrepreneurial journey. We'll be right back. Are you a highly sensitive individual? If you are, you are part of the 20% of people whose nervous system is wired to take in more stimulation than others. This can feel overwhelming trying to get by through coping and stuck in your shadows instead of your strengths. But it doesn't need to be that way. You can learn to be in charge of yourself physically, spiritually, and financially in a way that honors your highly sensitive self. Heather Dominic is the founder of businessmiracles.com, and she's been training highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders since 2010 to do things differently by working less and making more of a social impact and a higher income. Whether you've been in business for years or are just starting out, highly sensitive entrepreneurs are sick of trying to, usually secretly, manage overwhelm and other ways your highly sensitive nervous system tends to hijack and work against you. Now you're ready to learn how to be comfortable in your highly sensitive skin, to create your work and life to match who you truly are, so you can work less while making more impact and income. I should know, as a super uber highly sensitive entrepreneur myself, working with Heather and her team has changed my life and my businesses. To learn more, please use our affiliate link in the show notes or reach out to the Business Miracles team and tell them you heard about them from the Shock Your Potential podcast. Every listener who joins the Business Miracles program in 2022 will receive a selection of five best-selling books from our Shock Your Potential bookstore authors. Leading as a highly sensitive entrepreneur is a mindset to hold and an energy to embody. 
To lead means to show someone the way, to be in charge of. As a highly sensitive entrepreneur, this starts with learning how to be in charge of yourself first and your purpose second. And we are back with Nicole Aino. And um, I, one of the things that has been so great with this month's uh, series and all these amazing women that I am fierce and fabulous female entrepreneurs that I'm interviewing is the sense of understanding our own entrepreneurial journey. You know, sometimes the good, sometimes the bad, but understanding, um, you know, what we've gone through to get where we are and what that means for success. So sometimes it's a little bit about secret sauce, but a lot of times it's just about lessons, the things that we've learned about ourselves that we've leaned into the positive, or we've learned how to manage or deal with, or, or acknowledge and accept some of the negatives um, because we have to have negatives and positives. So, you know, what have you learned about yourself through your entrepreneurial journey and how is it something that you have, have really leaned into to help yourself and to uh, be a part of your success? Well, yeah, I, I mean, as far as part of my success, I, I know that I'm, I'm a voracious learner I am part of my human design is that I'm, you know, unconsciously the expert. I love to know things. I love to dive deep into subjects and, and, and take that knowledge and, and lead with it. And for me, a lot of that journey and, and a lot of that like secret sauce is, and also a struggle and challenge with it is to trust, to trust that I know enough to, to lead with what I know and, and being able to, to show my people, the people that I work with, and, and even in my audience, just reflecting a little bit back of, of my journey, which they can see themselves. And like, I realized that that is the way that I communicate best when I can speak to it from either the perspective of a client where I've seen someone's journey unfold or my own that basically I walk the path and I show others that way. So when I get scared about walking the path, it's like, but this is what I'm here to do. Me walking, it shows somebody else that the path is there. Very good. When you have somebody who, you know, maybe they are somebody who's listened to your podcast or heard you elsewhere, or, you know, follow different things that you do, and they are now ready to begin to work with you and start to walk that path themselves. You know, what kind of things do they first come to you with? Is it, you know, a sense of, hey, like I'm not having as much success as I'd like, or I'm stuck in this point, or I don't even know where to begin. I mean, it, I realize that it's there's no one answer, but I feel like a lot of times people gravitate towards the the, the expert that they seek for some common denominators. There's usually something that makes them pull towards you. What What do you see in your clients? I see with a lot of people and people are at different stages of their journey. So some people are fully stuck and then other people are, I'm stuck at this point, but stuck is relative. You could be stuck at $0 or you could be stuck at $200,000 or you could be stuck at a million dollars. If your goal is bigger um, and you feel like you can't achieve it, then, then that's stuck for you. So I do get people who are, who are feeling like they are not living their potential, that they feel called and yet they're not able to walk. 
they're not able to walk as powerfully. And usually like some of the things that I teach, and this is where I have a basket of tools that I go out there and very openly talk about how I use them. Um, human design gives us the map to show you where you are in your shoulds and where you are out of alignment and where you are not leaning into your power and you're leaning more into your not self themes, the themes that of your ego that are keeping you stuck. So I can show you a path out that way. There's also, I, some people come to me for, I call it small T trauma. Um, I, I don't do PTSD and, and things mm -hmm. like that, just because I usually refer to a, a medically trained professional for that type of stuff. But people come to me with things like, you know, I, I grew up feeling not good enough. Yeah. Um, I grew up feeling like my family didn't, didn't connect with me or nobody understood me. And that's created a lot of energetic sort of glue <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> where they're there. It, it's like, they're stuck in that moment in time. It's like the part of them is frozen as that kid. And I use um, a form of tapping, which is what the, the rapid relief technique is all about um, to, to release that emotional trauma, to release that emotional connection to beliefs that we have and, or NLP I use to kind of rewire the brain. So mm -hmm. really for that, that psychological transformation and, but they also, they're a bit like me, they're a bit type A, they're a bit more structured. Um, a lot of women come to me feeling like they've burnt out because they have, um, they've leaned too much into the masculine energy, which mm. I have done and I understand uh, intimately. So yes. when they hear my story about, you know, burning out on wall street and being yeah. cl diagnosed clinically depressed, they're like, Oh, I get that. That, that, that. That's where I am. Or they've burnt out on their business because they feel like they have to do it all. They've put a lot of shoulds. They've, they've decided to do it all themselves yeah. or they've just made the scope of the work more than it needs to be. So leaning into that energy to actually free themselves up. It's amazing how sometimes the answer is to do less, do less yeah. of the right things than to do more of the wrong things and you will make more money. So yes. those are kind of the areas that, that people come to me with. It's, it's usually about, and all of it involves just finding your authentic self and your authentic voice. Yeah. And a lot of what you talk about goes back to, you know, referring to the shoulds. I should be able to do this all. I should be able to whatever. And, and putting those words that then sometimes, many times can uh, make us just move, maybe not move in the right direction, but move because we think we should, but not in a way that serves our purpose, but or the a way that allows us to flourish. And that road typically leads to a dead end. It might yeah. not be right away, but down the road and because you're unhappy. And so yeah. even if you make, even if you achieve some goals or milestones along the way, you're not achieving that, that feeling. And that's where some, you know, a lot of people come, I don't know, I'm empty. I have yeah. all these things, but I'm, I'm still empty. And, and all of that is tied to living out of alignment. So yeah. that's kind of the core of what I do. And all the other things kind of naturally come from that. Yeah. And I, I can see that I can, I feel that with you, you feel, you give off a really great energy of, of a positive energy about, you know, that, that sense of knowing when you're in alignment. And I really appreciate too, that you shared the fact of what you went through during COVID and having your kids at home and having that sense of, wait, what's happening. I burnt out in wall street. I understand that, but why am I burnt out when I have everything I want here, a great business, a great marriage, a great, you know, kid, but the reality is that the world throws different things at us, even when we feel like we're going the right way. So that 
that ability to recognize and stop and take stock and say, okay, I'm not going to keep doing this um, is important, but I really rep, I really uh, value the fact you shared that story with us because I think it tells a lot about you, but it also tells us all a great reminder as well. Well, and thank you. And, you know, that's about asking for help, but it's also about the universe is always saying, yes, it's giving us what we want. We say we want the bigger thing. I want the bigger business, but, yeah. but, I'm but I'm burning out. So why is it giving this to me? How am I creating this? How am I attracting this? Well, it's because I have a deep seated feeling and, and emotion tied to feeling unsupported. How can I possibly grow this business if I have to do everything like pick up his socks off the floor and (laughs) do all of the dishes and take care of like, you know, we're taught to think that we should just want to take care of our family. But the truth is, is that at the core of all of it down deep in the root was I feel unsupported. And when I felt that and allowed myself to feel that I had this huge release, once I released it, I was able to talk about it, not from a horrible emotional place, but from a place of power and to say, I need this and I deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. And what power did him go? And him go, okay, cool. What do you want? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's not like he, in the moment he said it. And then, you know, it's not to say that every time you're, you're like, by the way, it's your turn that they're not, they're right. super excited about it, but he gets it and not putting up a fight. And he's, he's like, nope, I, I get it. All right. Yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta do my part. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I love it. I think, yeah, I, I, I love your approach because I do think, especially for women, then I know you deal with men as well. And yeah, we have men followers. We have quite a few, but I think it's a great reminder to us all that no matter whether or not we're male or female, that, you know, living in that place where you're really trying to be true to who you are and what's important is something that we all struggle with. Just some of us recognize it or might be more vocal and we're all at different points, whether or not we're accepting of that. And and that's, that's an important part of all of our journey. For sure. It's authenticity is that that's, that's the, when you're in alignment, things feel good. And I would say that's when the wind's at your back, when you're in alignment, it's when you're just like, I don't know, I'm just walking. And the next step is just appearing before me. And and until you've done that and had the courage to dive into that, to dive into the alignment process, trust it and move with it, that you probably don't believe that the, the step will appear. And that, so that's, that's the first stage of work is getting to that point of trusting. And that can take a while, depending on how conditioned you are. And once you realize that, then it's about someone reminding you that those steps are there, removing things and working with you to remove the stuff that's in your way. Yeah, that's excellent. I love it. Nicole, we're going to have all of your information on our show notes, how to reach you and all your social media handles. But just in case somebody is too eager and they want to find you right now, what's the best way for them to find out where you are and what you do? Yes, I would love to connect with you. So on Instagram, I'm at Nicole Lano official. And my website is NicoleLano.me. Either of those places are where you can reach out to me. And Lano is L-A-I-N-O. Excellent. I was going to make sure we spell that correctly. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? I one of the things that I say to my my clients that that really resonates with them is whatever is happening in your life, if you can, the first step with everything is if you can start looking at the challenges that you face and everything in your life with curiosity instead of criticism. So instead of being angry at something, instead of finding something to blame, instead of being like, and I always kind of phrase it with, you know, why did that happen? Instead of that, it's 
why did that happen? And if you can contemplate it instead of criticize it and beat yourself or somebody else up over it, you will watch your world unfold so naturally and so beautifully, but it starts there. So that's what I would say if anybody's looking to start their journey. That's excellent. It's just a difference of, you know, of where you're putting the emphasis, the emphasis on the syllable. (laughs) (laughs) Why did that happen? Instead, why did that happen? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Nicole, thank you so much. I appreciate um, not only your your, um, story and your background, but your inspiration for us to remember that alignment does make a difference and it will help us not only to feel a lot better in our own skin, but to have much more successful businesses. And it has been a pleasure having you as a guest today. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.